even like halfway through, I was like, oh man, I've not done anything. So it's like crazy to then in like the sort of second half of it, actually managed to like almost just go on a sending spree, I guess. But yeah, it was amazing. Hey, well, um, good to see you on screen um, and uh, chat all things uh, recent trip to Spain um, and everything. Um, you've kind of just had an absolute beast of a trip. Uh, 9B plus first ascent, 9B first ascent, 9A plus, three 9As, a font 8C, and then five font 8B to 8B plus all in a single extended trip over in Spain. That is literally, I mean, and I'm pretty sure in saying this, this is the best British climbing performance I've ever seen, witnessed, experienced. Uh, so great job, really good. Thank you. You must be yeah. stunned. Yeah, I, over the moon. It's, um, it's actually really, what's kind of funny about it is like from the beginning of the trip, um, the weather wasn't the best it didn't really do that much and then there was a like confinement and then like lots of snow and everything got wet for ages so like even like halfway through I was like oh man I've not done anything so it's like crazy to then in like the sort of second half of it actually managed to like almost just go on a sending spree I guess but yeah it was amazing yeah yeah it's, it's, it's been kind of weird this whole thing with you know especially with the news coming out this week and everything that because we talk on a regular basis and I know about what's been happening and everything and I couldn't really say anything and it was all kind of like kept under wraps and everything like that and I'm like I'm so psyched for you because you know we've known and worked together for a good long amount of time so most of the time when you send me messages half the time I'm like oh that feels as good as I did it because I'm just like psyched for Will doing it and I had to fully keep it on the down low and like I told a few people in the lattice office like oh you're not going to believe what Will just did this week but everyone's just being really quiet about it so has it been tricky kind of doing that whole kind of pro climber thing of only releasing the news you know when you can say it how's that been for you because uh is it uh, a new thing it's been I mean it's kind of a new thing but it's been absolutely fine to be honest like I don't it may not come across this way I suppose but I don't always feel like you know I need to be like shouting like oh look at this so like it, it was kind of nice to almost take a step back from that and just focus on you know on my goals on my like training and my projects and just you know just complete focus on that and then not worry about you know telling people or anything on the other side and just dealing with that later so I thought it was actually like a really nice way of doing it yeah, I think it's a nicer way as well is when you start to be able to, you know, operate right at the top end is if you can split out some of that part of your kind of professional life and go, I don't want that on my plate. I don't want to have to think about having to post on social media or manage this. I can just get on with being a really good climber. And I think that's slowly happening, isn't it, in the, the professional climbing community, especially with, you know, the competition um, performers and people who are you know aiming for Olympics etc yeah I think so just uh, quickly can you hear the hoover in the background no no, no. Oh. apparently it's okay but yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry is that your mum uh, that's my mum there yeah <laughs> It's not me that's hoovering. No, I was just no, no it's my dad that was hoovering. Oh, was it? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, no, I mean, 
it's I think climbing in general has kind of been like changing how it's you know portrayed and stuff and in a super positive way the you know the fact that mainstream media taking interest and stuff I think it's it's super cool and I think like climbers have adapted quite well to it. Do you you think that um, over the last especially like the last year or two I I feel like you've got a lot more professional and focused about your approach um, and splitting those things out do you think that's given you another edge again to, to go you know what, I'm not going to have some of these distractions on the outside, so now I'm going to crank out the next grade and the next level of focus. Do you think that's been important? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I think that was, a, like, mostly just from the Olympics. Like, like all the focus on that and working, like, when we were, like, chatting about the best way to train and how we're going to approach all these different comps, it was just, like, we have to be so focused for individual things that, you know, you can't have, like, all these random things coming up on the side so if it was like a time like all right in this month this is like you know the make or break month and training wise it was like right everything's just focused and for me that's like super important like for for this trip like being focused the whole time obviously I got like these like I was able to get up some crazy routes out there but I had my first uh, board session yesterday since being back and you know just absolutely destroying all my old problems it's like like it's when you have these solid training blocks where you're so focused it's it's amazing the difference it makes yeah yeah you also see that as well with really really well-trained athletes is they don't do the thing where they go away on trips abroad go and try hard stuff and then come back and they feel so weak and you know just don't feel very good when they come back to plastic and indoors but I think someone who's really done it for a you know a good amount of years with good training depth will still come back and go you know what I feel pretty good and pretty on form yeah I mean I think it's it just depends how you treat the trip as well like if you're there I suppose to send like one route or something you're focusing about that and you're taking like you know two free rest days just again in between each like attempt I think it's very hard to keep form but if you're out like more in the sort of trip that I was on where you know you're climbing four or five days on in a row you're doing fingerboard sessions I think it's it's a lot easier to like maintain or like as I was saying feeling coming back even stronger yeah what, what kind of balance did you do in terms of like hard days versus easy ver- days versus mid-level days uh, whilst you're on the trip or you just do it as you felt was right as I felt was right for a lot of it so like I sent um Estado was on my second day on I believe and then the that's next the day isn't yeah that's the nine the like 30 meter long one in Sierrana uh, and then the next day I went and I sent uh, firstly in Margalef, which is the 9A plus. And that's just because I was like, I was feeling okay. And I was like, oh, okay, I've done like a longer day. I was like, you know what, next day I'll just go and get on something more powerful again. And the day after I did, I think it was, I'm not actually sure what this boulder really is. It's a new one, I think an 8A plus. Um, but I literally just went and did that. So it was like a super short day. Um where some of the days, you know, it'd be super long, like spending like four or five hours at the Capella sector trying different things. So it was, it changed a lot over the trip, but basically just, you know, going out and trying really hard on a lot of hard things. Yeah. And, and, and do, you, do you typically go out and have days out where you kind of get to the, you know, the last hour or two where you're like, I am just fully pooped. I'm, you know, I'm done. Um, or do you always tend to hold it back a little bit fresh when you're at the crag? Um, so 
again mixed like if I'm you know if I'm trying a route and I'm oh you know what this like I'm sure if I'm fresh I could send this the next like next day or something but oh you know what maybe I'll call it quits but I had like this trip a lot of days where I was just going and going just full out you know finishing the day with tape on the majority of my fingers and just absolutely beaten up yeah okay and uh and how did you, when you were doing uh, King Capella, did you, because it's like obviously, you know, a really intense route and really hard bouldery sections where you have to be quite careful in terms of the, the projecting process of that, of holding yes. the pressure back. You've got to be right on edge of your form, haven't you? Yeah, so that one was the, the only route that really, um, I had to do a bit more of the like old school projecting sort of, um method too i suppose i like all the working days the starts probably the first six seven odd days um you know i wasn't being so careful i was giving it lots of attempts work on the individual boulders multiple times you know like the first couple of days when i was working on the boulder at the start i was like bringing the boulder mats to the crag because it wasn't worth trying on a rope and then just having like three hour sessions trying to work the beta um, but then coming to send it, I had to do day on, day off for the last like two days, I think, to be able to give it like good enough attempts because going from the start when you're not getting each of the holds quite perfectly, they just cut into your skin super bad. The roots really sharp. So that, that like I had to be a lot more careful for that at the end of it. But still through for, for the start, I was trying it a lot. Yeah, it's funny when you were sending me those messages when you first start like trying that project and breaking it down, I remember reading thinking, Oh, I can tell he's really psyched on this one. I've got a funny feeling like you're going to go all the way through to the end of the process because it's it's a really difficult balance when you're trying first ascent projects. When you you like that sweet spot between it's too hard and I would take you know two years to do this versus oh actually it'll only take me three sessions and it kind of didn't give me enough to get my teeth into. Um, but obviously you found the sweet spot on this one. Yeah, I think I got super lucky. I mean. What's interesting is like the first time I tried it was um, like right near the beginning of the trip and I would like went up it um, and I checked out the holds and everything and I was like ah oh, it kind of seems possible but I was like it's maybe just way too hard so I actually went and tried um, a project to the right which looked a lot more doable and I put like some days into that before realizing that that one was the one that didn't go and this was the one that would go <laughs> and then coming back to it and then spending all the sessions trying to get the, the move through the start and yeah it was it was really odd actually like but it worked out perfectly limit wise which was really cool yeah yeah and at the same sort of time did you go and have a few sessions on perfecto mundo um kind of like to give you a bit of a balance in terms of oh that's what it feels like the moves on perfecto this is what it feels like on mine. How's the, and the balance between those? Yeah, I think actually I tried Perfecto before. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the time scale exactly, but because um, I think it was mostly, it was like February, like, you know, like mid on, like end of March, I was, I think, on King Capea. I think it was earlier on that I tried Perfecto and I only tried Perfecto on one day. Um, I went up and just basically checked out all the moves, all the holes and got like a really good idea of how it would feel and it was like you know within within a couple goes I reckon I could get up to the crux from the floor um but the crux move being a mono move I didn't feel so strong on I felt like I would need to train really specifically to be able to do that especially from the floor yeah. so and then from there again it, it went back to like I reckon I could do like 
as soon as I could do that move, I'd be able to do the like two overlapping halves pretty fast. Yeah. But it's that sort of a steep route is not it doesn't suit me very well. So a bit longer it, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it was um yeah, a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting to try and compare, but again, there's just so different. Mm-hmm. So I was I really want to go and try Adam Andra's Vasil Vasil 9B plus in the Czech Republic. Because oh, yeah. it's supposedly like a you know eight me like eight meters and then like a one move i think it's supposed to be like a one really hard move and i feel like that would translate a lot better mm. so that would be an interesting one to try yeah yeah and, and, and you know as well with adam is that he's got so much kind of depth of doing these kind of grades as well you know they're going to be just you know about right and things like that exactly yeah and uh, and um in terms of like how you you balanced it out with the bouldering that you did in the trip you obviously climbed some really hard boulders as well um, and I'm right in saying that um, some of those balls had recently been established by Dave Graham because I know you were climbing with him, but were they his problems? Um, so yeah, yeah, like Dave lives out in Cornadea just at Sierra, so he was uh, about with the crags a lot, which was cool. Um, the he developed that crag where the bold, the hard boulders are in Sierra, um, but like he like you know cleaned it all up like you know, got rid of bushes at the start or whatever. And like, I put, I think a lot of work in, cause even trying to walk to it, I got lost the first time. Like it took me, like I was walking for hours. I didn't find it. I had to like go back and get, <laughs> and get directions. Um, he first ascended, I think two, well, more like two of the boulders that I did, I think were his, he first ascended one or two others as well there. But by Bond, the 8B plus is his like famous first ascent there which he actually did in 2003. So it was quite a long time ago he like developed it, which is yeah. what's crazy. But then in, I think last year with this sort of confinement stuff, uh, the local climber, Beto, he first ascended all the other links. Oh, Beto Rocco Solano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such he, a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he first ascended all the other links at the crag. So the by Po, by Chi, by... Karata, I think it's called. So like the other eight B, eight B plus and eight B plus stroke C. So it was like um yeah, Dave like established the crag and then Beto added a bunch last year as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's well good. Um and um in t- talking of monos, uh, how is how is your monoing now after a, a, a you know an extended trip out in Spain and, and pulling well, on? I was mostly in Sierra, so <laughs> it's probably not much better, to be honest. I was just pulling on crimps. I mean, what what I learned is I'm really bad at deep pockets. So if it's, um, this is like sort of like the revelation that I had, I was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, if the pocket's like, you know, not necessarily bad, but kind of goes in quite far, but isn't a jug, I'm like, I really struggle to hold them. Whereas if it's like, you know, really small, but has an edge, I can like crimp up on two fingers or something. And I can, and I, cause I was trying some roots and I was like getting through the hard bits. Okay. And then getting to the bits where most people think it's easier and then not being able to do moves. And I'm like, what's going on. And so I think my pocket strength got a lot better, but just from all the crimping. So I'm good at like the small crimpy ones, but all the big ones I still, I still need to put a lot of work into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some differences with the, uh tendon attachment points and muscle activation depending on um uh, sort of grip positions and how deep you are on holes as well you know versus single joint versus big flat like three joint edges and things like that so it could even just be as basically that that you spent so much time 
pulling on smaller holds um, and, you know, single joint, half joint holds that you're you know, extra well adapted to that. Um, and, and you could see that as well. I mean, I'm great on a jug. Well, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing. I was starting to think, I was like, maybe, maybe I need to like get on some, some bigger holes. Maybe that would <laughs> You need to get on some um, jugs with a massive waist, waist uh, vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hard work, I reckon. Yeah. You can give me a piggyback and just climb me around the wall with my training necks and like some circuits. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. Like, I do so much, like, like so many, like, 10 minutes on and, like, easier terrain and stuff. And I was like, I feel like I should be good at that stuff. But, like, trying a Stado, like, being a 30-meter route, just, it blew my mind. Like, within two goes, I think, I went, I'd stuck the crux of it, which is a boulder about halfway. Mm. And, you know, I just fell off almost every single move afterwards. Like, <laughs> to every go, I'd get, like, a move higher, just <laughs> trying to build the endurance on the route. It was ridiculous whereas most people send the crux like when they get through the crux they go to the top yeah yeah. And it's just like to me it was like one of the hardest routes i did just because it's so long yeah would well, you, you remember when um we were out in um santa Linia and trying cachaca and watching you versus piotr from uh, yeah. on, on that route and like you just be like doosh, 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 you're like so fast and we were even like working out how you could go faster and like reduce clips down and everything i was like Will, you can't be decking out on this route. <laughs> and then we watched him climb and he'd like one move, shaking out. Yeah. Shaking out. We we're like, you're two, you know, like opposite ends of the spectrum on that. Mad. Well, that's like the, that's part of the big process actually I had on the 9B and King Capella, the two first cents at the Capella sector was I would like, when I was working them and like falling off near the end of them, I was like, oh, what's going wrong? And I'd like look back through the film and I'd be like, ah, I'm like taking a minute 20 to get there. I'm like, I need, I can cut that down to a minute. <laughs> It'd be like <laughs> just getting it dialed. And I think at the end, I, I did cut like King Capea down, like through the hard climbing to being about sub a minute, like around that 50, 55 seconds. And I think that's probably what made the difference, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous, but yeah. You're a fast climber though. You're <laughs> definitely really good at that. Um, it's very cool. Uh, like sometimes I think about when I'm doing a hard routes and I'm like, right, what would Will do? What pace would he climb at here? And I'm like, I haven't got any time to chalk up. Ah, oh, screw the chalking. I won't do that. I'm yeah, exactly. Flick. Ah, oh, screw the flicking. I'll just climb faster. And it often works really well. Yeah, it's it's really good. It makes me happy, you know, that all the speed climbing I did uh, isn't you know isn't wasted. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean for like that's the thing on especially on those routes with them being so short, you'd like chalking up. You just don't even, there isn't places to chalk up. So you can really focus on trying to like move as, as quickly and efficiently. And I think it makes, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. So you're back in the UK now. Yeah. S sunny UK, sort of. Very great. It's actually raining a bit, but you know, sunny yeah, UK. You're in Scotland. I'm in, I'm in Sheffield. It's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which means at some point you must be coming back down to Raventor yeah so I'm hoping like the plan is um to actually move back in to Sheffield we've I've been like looking at viewing places and so get like a summer to rent back in Sheffield and then yeah mutation needs to go down I mean <laughs> it's gone on too long how many sessions have you had on that now Will oh I I don't know if this is accurate but I believe it's the same as Steve took to send it now so I'm like 
he did it in 27 sessions and I think I've had 27 or there or thereabouts so yeah it's um it's it's a lot but it's been like spread over what four years or something just because it's always been like oh I could try it one day but then I've got to go back and train for like the next comp or something and it was always like super unfocused on it and because it doesn't suit me as well as I'd like to think it should I think I need to be a lot more focused for actually sending it so hopefully in this like next half of the year then I can um can actually get it done because I'm not doing any of the Boulder World Cups through the start of the year and I'm not too sure about the lead comp so yeah I I feel like that route with you it's it's just like a consistency thing if you can just not have like COVID kicking off or international season kicking off and you can actually just put in you know a good period of two three weeks in on the route and get some consistency and it not be boiling hot or soaking wet through the start yeah (laughs) happen but you've I've not had the best run to be fair on it no it's been I mean it's been unfortunate but in the last so last year I had a couple sessions actually like fairly consistently like three or four sessions maybe in like a month and I would like got by the the last two sessions both both of them got high points and I was I got so close I was like I had one go where I almost stuck the last crimp and I was like oh heartbreaking (laughs) so I think I can I can definitely do it I know that in my head but it's just actually finding the time to make it happen I think it's impressive what Steve did isn't it yeah super impressive it's um I mean all of his roots are crazy hard It's it's super cool yeah yeah um, okay, last question before I'll let you get back. I know you're, you're running a, a, a 510 uh, Instagram live or, or something like that probably at the same time and multitasking, doing Q&As <laughs> for everyone. Um, last question is, uh, what are you up to with your training over the next couple of months? What's the, what's the kind of focus? So the focus is prepping for the Lead World Cups, but that um, is a lot easier than it's like prepping for all three disciplines like last year so essentially I'll be focusing on keeping up my strength finger strength and starting to build some base endurance but at the moment just basically you know working on power endurance and strength so keeping it pretty simple fingerboarding and board climbing the best the best (laughs) oh well cool we'll we'll definitely catch up when you uh, come down to Sheffield next um so I hope to see you uh, very soon um I'm there on the B lay. I want to get my 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 nine A. Let's call it nine A plus red point tick off you. So uh. <laughs> yeah, I was saying. I think my girlfriend's uh, probably got a pretty one of the most solid Bealy sort of Bealyers now. I was trying to think what's the hardest I've. I still don't think I've Bealyed overly hard yet, which is kind of sad. But there we go. Yeah, you, you're my secret weapon. If I want hard belay ticks, I'm just like, Will, do you want a belay on something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, um, yeah, look, nice to chat to you and everything like that. Um, and yeah, another yeah, big well done for for doing all that stuff. You know, thank you. You know, from my perspective as well, is it's it's really well deserved because you put so much hard work in and such a long period of time as well now. And and I know a lot of people will look at you know Will's just kind of like become a shining star, especially in like the last couple of years, especially across World Cups and everything like that. But I've seen the graph that you put in year after year after year. Um, and that's what has really, you know, built you to where you are. It's not some, you know, magic trick that you just pulled out of the bag or you've got lucky with talent or anything like that. It's freaking hard work and it's, it's really cool to see. So well done. 
Thank you. Well, I mean, just on the last note of that, I still remember our first like um session that we did together when you were like, Yeah, your fingers are just really weak. And I was like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. I know I, I still get slated by people who um they come back to me and go, Oh, I remember my first session with you and you just said I was really weak on this and I couldn't do it. I was like, Yeah, but we had to, you know, we found a baseline yeah. where we needed to be. And like I was just saying to the other day to I think it was Steve Mack, and I was like, I remember the first session I did with Will and you couldn't uh, lock off on a jug on one arm. And I was yeah. Thinking, guy, this, this guy's got a bit of work to do here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's all good. You've, you've come good in the end. Yeah. <laughs> right, I will catch you up soon. Um, and uh, yeah, lovely to speak to you. Good to speak to you too. See you later, Thanks Will. Thanks for that. Bye. See you.